Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, June the 11th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about how to go from an average Joe to Rambo and my 10 transformation tips. It might be more than 10. Uh, on how to go from your average, you know, couch sitting, football watching, beer drinking dude who wants to transform his body into something different and probably something it was always meant to be. And these would be the things that I would do if I was not, however you say it, Jeremy Scott Fitness, if I was just Jeremy who worked at the bank, Jeremy who was the CPA, Jeremy who was the architect, Jeremy who was you know, the landscaper. If I didn't do this for a living and I woke up one day and I was, you know, 28 years old, 34 years old, 42 years old, these would be the 10 things that I would do to put the pieces in play to get my body to a place where I feel confident, healthy, happy. I like the way that I look, the way that I move, like the way that I feel. So if you're somebody right now who hasn't been super active, maybe you are active in your training, but there's a lot of pieces missing and you're trying to you know, go from level one to level two or level nine to level 10. These are the things I would throw into my life. Some of these things, you know, some of them you might not. I'm going to go into greater detail and hopefully it'll help you guys transform. And honestly, the summertime is, is probably one of the best times to do it. I know a lot of people don't like to hear that and it's probably counterintuitive to, well, I already want to be in shape. Well, if you're not, there's nothing you can do other than just get to fucking work. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before I jump into the podcast in detail, Reminder, our Sunday Advanced MatCon series here is kicking off in just about a day and six hours. So if you're somebody who listens to the podcast almost immediately when it comes out, you have about a day to register. We're going to close down the enrollment June the 12th, Saturday, sometime in the evening, and uh, then we're good to go. This thing is going to rip your face off. It starts Monday the 14th. We give you all the documents on the 13th, and we're going to be rocking and rolling. You're going to train every other day. This thing is going to be brutally tough and challenging, but again, if you're looking to make a real change, you got to visit your pain cave every now and again. So if you're interested, the link is in my Instagram bio, the site itself, jeremyscottfitness.com slash sunday-advanced-metcon. That is a mouthful. Uh, I can give you guys a small little podcast discount code, but you got to hit me up as soon as you listen to this. If you're really on the fence and you're looking to you know, procrastinate, you're going to be left in the dust. So again... Links in the IG bio, hit me up. Otherwise, the site, jeremyscuffins.com slash Sunday dash advanced dash Metcon. And you can melt your face off with me and a bunch of other crazy people for the next 35-ish days or so. Also, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You already know it's the one thing I take every single day. I never miss. By far, the best tasting greens on the planet. It's not even close. Is it a milkshake? No but it is way better than taking shots of Jaeger at the bar and all you kids used to do that shit and this will at least help you and it does taste way better than that. It gives you all the micronutrients you need for the day. So if you're somebody who struggles with eating enough fruits and vegetables, this is for you. You rip it pack, throw it in water, slam it, and you're good to go. It is the easiest kind of one and done for you solution so you don't have to take 19 different pills. The site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, will give you a year supply a free vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first order. A full year supply of vitamin D 
and five free travel packs with order one. And if you're really on the fence and maybe this is the first podcast you've listened to, or maybe you have, you know, literally heard me talk about this 8,000 times, we will send you a pack for free. Hit me up on Instagram, email, Facebook, uh, Tumblr. I know how to check Twitter messages now, uh, or the site itself, fill out the contact page. Monica will send a pack right to your front door. I don't care what state, country, Providence, uh, you know, what island you live on. We will get a pack to you and you can try it and we can get you rocking and rolling and then get hooked up with all the free stuff. So again, the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for all of the free dope stuff. Now, on to today's episode. Um, as I was driving up here today, uh, I have like 8 million things to do. This, honestly, was not on the list, but here we are. Uh, I thought it'd be important. I feel like I've done a podcast like this before, since we've done 400 and plus some now. But as I was looking through all the titles and names, I have not seen this uh, in particular. And honestly, this is this is what we do here. Most of the people that come to us, I would say 9 out of 10, are just your average Joes who want to look better, move better, and feel better. Now, am I gonna, is, is this going to turn you into Rambo or Rocky? I don't know. It depends on what Rocky is. Maybe Rocky 1? Sure. Rocky 4? Eh, it's a little bit tougher. What I'm saying is most of the people who come into our facility, and then I've worked with online, and now at this point we're talking about literally tens of thousands of people because I'm old and I've been doing this basically 100 hours a week for you know well over a decade, there are people who maybe once were athletes and then fell out of it or people who would train sporadically or people who maybe never did anything and they're just a normal person. They're a normal husband, wife, you know, mom, dad, and uh, they think their best days are behind them. And, and again, if you were you know, playing football at Florida State at 21, and eh, maybe they are. But that's so few of us. But even for that person, if the base is built, we can bring you back to a certain level of fitness that you probably never thought possible, even if you're 40, 50, and beyond. And so when we meet someone who comes in, there's potential there. They're not in terrible shape. You know, they're not 400 pounds overweight, although we've met those people as well. They're just the normal person you see every single day. Not super fit not in terrible shape. They're just kind of the, the middle of the road of like of decency, if you will. And they want to make a change and they're not really sure how to. Maybe they've been training at a gym. They have a membership, which I'm not bagging on the normal big facility gyms. They do serve a purpose and I think they're great. But for a lot of people, you're getting access to equipment that you don't really know how to use and you don't really know how to put a program together and there's no accountability. There's no motivation and you tend to do the things you're most comfortable with, which usually is not the greatest way to make a real transformation. So these would be the 10 things I would do if I woke up today in my mid-20s, mid-30s, mid-40s, and I wanted to get into better shape. And then as the progression goes on, get into the best shape of my life. So to go from an average Joe to Rambo in these 10 transformation tips. Now, before I kick off, I would say you got to commit to these things for at least a year. And you can do a lot of damage in a year, man. You can make a pretty big body transformation in 12 months. Is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to be fun at times? Not all the time. Is there going to be things that you're going to have to give up? There's going to be things that are required of you? 100%. 
And fitness is one of the most fairest things in the world. There's a lot of things in life that are not fair. Uh, you know, sometimes people get born with rich parents, or it could be like me, where your parents don't have any money. There's people who, you know, were born with every opportunity, or there's, you know, people who are born with no opportunities. There's people who are born, you know, starting off on third base, and there's people who started off home plate. But eventually, we're all trying to score a run. Fitness, to me, is one of the fairer things because you can't buy it. You can't inherit it. You have to actually put in the work. Yes, genetics is real. Some people, you know, have a, a gift to be leaner. Some people have another gift to build muscle. Some people are, you know, a, the gift of slow twitch. Some people are the gift of fast twitch. No matter where you're at, you have some things, some cards were dealt to you that are going to work in your favor. But what you put in is what you're going to get out of it. And that's why I do love it so much because I could walk into a room and, again, it's Let's say I walk into a room here and it's a bunch of the, the highest earning dudes that we have that are clients of ours. You know, you know, their net worth 20 million, 30 million, 50 million, 100 million, some crazy shit. And I might walk in and be the poorest guy here, but you can't buy what I'm doing. You can't buy the dedication. You can't buy the sacrifice. You can't buy the consistency of making the right eating choice and the right training choice and treating your body a certain way so it looks and moves and feels at its optimal level. That's why I like this pursuit for so many people. You get so much out of it. When you can master the flesh, when you can master the mindset of making the right food choice and training choice and consistently do it over time, there is a, a superpower that comes with that that makes you feel, you know, like Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. I mean, you feel like, you know, the way I think of it, like when you really, when your body is firing on all cylinders and you feel good and it's strong and you can move, I mean... I feel like like Chuck fucking Liddell in his prime, like you just knock anybody out. Like you, you have this Mike Tyson like power you feel inside of you because you've built something and you've done something. You've transformed yourself into like this soft, you know, for lack of a better term, mushy bag of shit into, you know, just like a, a concrete, you know, machine. And, and it's an amazing thing. These would be the 10 things that I would do to get you from point A to point B. The first one, you got to get a workout schedule. There has to be some consistency there. If you're the average person, I'm not saying you have to train 10 hours a week. That's not realistic. Not for your job, not for your career, not for your work-life balance, not for your social life, nothing. It's just, and again, your body is probably not going to take it. You're not going to have a whole team of professionals giving you massages. You don't have enough time to do recovery and therapy because you have kids, you have a wife, you have a husband, and you have, oh, I don't know, a job you're going to work for 50 hours a week. That probably stresses you out and causes you to deal with some other bullshit. So for most people, if you're doing nothing now, working out three times a week for 52 weeks is probably your best bet. The three by 52. Three sessions, 30-ish minutes a week for all 52 weeks, and sky's the limit. Now, that's not negotiable. There's some weeks where you're traveling. There's some weeks where you feel better or worse. But you got to make time to get in three legit workouts every single week for all 52 weeks. You got to commit to that. You, you can't sway. There's no, well, I only worked out once this week. That's bullshit. If you really want to make a transformation, you have to do the three. You just have to get it done. How would I structure those three if I was the guy working at Bank of America. And I'm like, you know what? I want to be the most ripped guy in the room. I want to, you know, maybe I look normal in my clothes, but
but if we had a pool party out of a Bank of America event and I took my shirt off, I'd look like Rambo and everybody would shit their pants. Obviously, I know that's not going to happen, but it'd be pretty badass if it did. So if you're that person and you really want to make a change and you're listening and saying, Jeremy, you know what? I can work out three times a week for 30 minutes. I would do total body splits and probably a good chunk of that would be metabolic training. Like the metabolic training would be the base. So three total body splits are going to give you probably the best bang for your buck because you can work everything multiple times. And I think that's the best way for longevity, which is the key here, and the best way to make progress and really challenge yourself and throw in enough things that you don't like, which I'll get to later in the podcast. Depending on what your body type is, if you're a skinnier person, on the leaner side, maybe skinny fat is what I, how I used to uh, identify as, if you will, I would say you would load more during the metabolic session. You might do less rounds, you might do things with less speed, but the loads are heavier. You're squatting heavier, you're pressing heavier, you're pulling heavier. If you're someone on the bigger side and you know maybe you have a strength base built, maybe that was your background, you loved bodybuilding or powerlifting, maybe you, you know, focus on you know lighter loads for certain things, or maybe you keep the heavy splits and really try to crush your aerobic stuff. It really doesn't matter. But I would go with total body splits in a kind of metabolic format, uh, if possible. Now, in terms of like split ideas, obviously, if you join a community in a group where they do metabolic training, that's ideal. If you're somebody who isn't going to do the group stuff, you don't like to, you want to train on your own, and you only have access to kind of the traditional gym, you're not going to make an investment to go somewhere where it's, uh, I don't know how you phrase this, more functional based as opposed to bodybuilding. A basic workout would be you have a squat, you have a horizontal pressing pattern, like a bench press, you have a vertical pressing pattern, like an overhead press, maybe you do a barbell row, maybe you're doing upright rows, skull crushers, curls, maybe some lunges and like ab wheel rollouts. It's a pretty good mix for the most part. That could be one day. You take a day off, you do mobility in between. The next day you could throw in things like deadlifts, uh, go back to like a neutral grip press, pull-ups, dips. If you want to throw in some bro stuff, uh, f- farmer's carries, barbell shrugs. If you want to go even calf raises to give the, the joints some love. And again, it's not just about the calves. You're talking about your Achilles, ankle health, mobility, flexion extension, all those great things. The next day, throw in some more mobility work. And obviously you can go back to a workout, do a different, like a split squat variation, incline dumbbell bench, maybe one arm, you know, kind of like rack rows, Arnold presses, cable tri extensions, barbell curls. These are just examples you could throw into the day. It's not that complex to do, but you can give the body enough love across the board. And then obviously, if you were super highly driven and motivated, throwing in the things that most people really hate, the assault bike, pushing sleds, uh, walking lunges for long periods of time, those types of things could work. If you were someone who has already been training a consistent amount and you wanted to take it to the next accelerated level, you could throw in a fourth day of, you know, maybe two lower body, you know, days, two upper body days, one hypertrophy, one strength based with the metabolic stuff mixed into there, either through the workout circuit style, or if you want to throw in like disgusting little finishers and things like we share on Instagram, those are all great. The key is if you have time, you have to find something that fits for your lifestyle and your goals. And that's going to be different from everyone listening. But you want it to add to your life. You don't want fitness to take away from your life. 
you have to be realistic about what the goal is and you have to be realistic about what the commitment is and you have to be willing to give it at least a year. You really do. Everybody wants to program jump and buy Groupons and do these different things and try 14 different programs in six months. That's no way to make progress. The tried and true stuff works, but you have to give it time. You have to be patient. You have to be consistent. And you have to wash, rinse, repeat over and over and over again. And I say it has to add to the quality of your life, not take away from it. Because if you're a person who spends 10 hours a week in the gym, yet you're a bag of shit in every other area of your life, or you're a shitty husband, or you're a shitty wife, or you're too exhausted to play with your kids or see your friends because you're spending all your time just like moving iron, I think that's when your fitness is stealing your fitness. Now, if you're happy doing that, like you're the person who's like your animal pack, you wear work boots and cut off jean shorts, you play Metallica, and you love just jack and steel for three hours a day, and you don't give a fuck about anything else, that's cool. But how many of us is that realistic for, and how many of us are going to be happy doing that? Very few and far between. I used to think that's what I wanted to do when I was 23. And then I snapped out of it. And, you know, I met my wife and I'm like, actually, you know what? I'd rather, you know, hook up with this smoking hot female right here. And maybe I can do some other things and not just fitness. And oh, by the way, I also do like to uh, go bowling. I also do like to go hiking. I also do like to go to the driving range. Like there's all these other things we like to do that are around it. So I want you to do all the things you still love. Now you might have to give up some bullshit. If you're playing video games seven hours a day or sitting and binge watching Netflix, or you're on nine different kickball leagues, you might have to be on three kickball leagues and watch two hours of Netflix and maybe stop playing video games and actually commit to this. But I don't want it to take away from your life. I want it to add to your life. When your fitness steals your fitness, everybody loses. And those skills aren't meant to just die in the gym. And as you're lifting and you're training, it is meant to enhance the quality of your life, not take away from it. And I know most of you that's never going to happen, but I have to speak on it because there's extremes, right? Like I, even I know people in fitness who are super extreme, not the, not the fittest people I know and not the ones that I consider peers and friends, but there is a huge handful of them where you look across the board and they'll say like, oh, Jeremy, I did this workout you shared. Plus I did all this other shit. And I'm like, for what? Like, if you love it, respect. I'm not, I'm nobody to judge anyone. But if you're spending that much time and you don't look, you know, any fitter, what's the purpose? Unless you truly, truly just love investing hours and hours and hours into training. Because at the end of the day, longevity is the goal. My friend BJ Gadur told me a long time ago, if it's not sustainable, it's not attainable. And for most people doing bodybuilding style training six days a week, you know, for an hour, hour and a half is not sustainable for life. Not for any, any normal human. It isn't. And for most of us, that's not our goal. But for most people, three workouts a week, about 30 minutes, give or take a little bit more, a little bit less for 52 weeks is definitely sustainable. And I I say that with the, the asterisk of our goal here is to do this until we're dead. Like that's the game. You want to be able to play the game forever. You don't want to have to retire from exercise. That would be terrible. Now, if you're a pro athlete and things like that, obviously the goals shift and they change, but we're talking about just basic exercise, not playing in the NFL, not playing in the NBA. Because there's there's only so many fitness checks you can cash on your joints before they go. Um, You're not getting an upgrade. 
you know, they're not going to regenerate. If your knees are shit, they're shit. If your shoulder's garbage, if your spine is trash, it is what it is. We want to keep those things intact and as healthy, which is with as much integrity as possible. And we just want to crush the tissue around it. And so you have to really be smart at, as you age and you get into this game, you know, how many miles do I got left on these wheels? You know, you got to really be mindful of that. And there's a lot to be said about proper rest and recovery. But that'd be the first thing I would do is get a workout schedule, commit to it based on your goals, and then we'll move forward. The second thing I would do is I would get a coach or a community, either in person or online, uh, for the accountability purposes, if nothing else. If for nothing else, the accountability of showing up, especially in the days you don't want to. And trust me, man, it matters. Um, because what you were doing alone, if you're listening and you're not where you want to be, it hasn't worked. Like it just hasn't. I'm not saying that negatively, but if you've been training alone and you haven't got a coach, you're not part of a community, you don't have a good group of people around you to kind of push you, it hasn't worked yet. So take my advice here and get with a community of people who are going to lift you up and push you, at least hold you accountable, and you can share best practices, you can share wins, you can share losses. I mean, the truth is iron sharpens iron. It really does. And what's the other phrase? Uh, Rising tides uh, raises all ships. Like, I wouldn't be me today in fitness without, you know, the circle of people that I have, without the the BJ Gadors, without the David Jacks, without the Hannah Edens of the world. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be this. We all level each other up. We all challenge each other. We all beg, borrow, and steal from one another. Like, I just happen to have, in my opinion, one of the most badass fucking circles of fitness people, not just in terms of how they look and how they perform, but how they understand it and how they coach it and how they think about it and the longevity of it. That's the key. We all are different. But we all have similar mindsets of what's important and how it should be done. And even in my early days, like in my bro days, when I'm like, you know, bodybuilding style training all the time, broing out, probably doing, you know, admittedly some dumb shit. But again, what young, what young guy at 25 doesn't do a lot of dumb shit? Send me one if you find them. That's what we do. We're 25 and we're men. We do real stupid shit. So when I was doing my bro days uh, with Dave Dries and Ben Novak, we would train together all the time. Probably six days a week we would get together. Even on Sundays, we'd go in, we'd bro out, we'd go to this place called US Egg in Scottsdale. If you ever get a chance, stop over there. You get the protein pancakes with the half and half. It's legit. The protein pancakes are amazing. I don't know how much protein's really in them, but they taste fucking great. And they're always fast. They get your food done in like 10 minutes. But we would do that. Like that would be the routine. And especially the days when I was tired, uh, maybe my body was a little bit sore, I didn't want to be there. These guys were there. And we would push each other. And it's like, you don't want to be the weakest link in everything. And like, you know, maybe Ben could always leg press more than me. And then, you know, maybe Dave could always, you know, back squat more than me. But I could, you know, let's say, you know, bent row more than both those guys. So you're always kind of, you know, seeing like, well, how does he do that? How does he do that? How can I critique this? How can I fix this? Is my depth perfect? You know, if I want to give up on these last two reps, these guys are watching me. So I'm going to push through because Dave did 12. I'm going to fucking do 12. So it's the things like that where it just makes you better. It really does. So, and again, it doesn't have to be a paid program. You don't have to buy any of the shit that we do. You don't have to join any of our groups. You don't have to join, you know, the gym that I run here. Whatever state or country you're in, if there's a community one, great. If not, do you have any friends who want to get on this journey with you? And the answer is yes. 
They just don't know it yet. You're not going to be able to coach them into it. You're not going to be able to talk them into it. And you don't want those people anyway. You know, if, if they weren't willing to carry the bricks with you, you don't want to build the house with them. Like that's what we always say. But they're there. Everybody wants to be fit. Everybody wants to be healthy. It's the coolest thing there is. Being fit and healthy and looking good and moving good and feeling good is cooler than being rich. It really fucking is. It's the ultimate thing because everybody wants to do it. Hey, if we could give you six-pack abs today and, like, you know, bulletproof legs and, like, the strongest upper body ever, do you want it? Oh, no, I don't. Nobody would say that. It's like, do you want 10 million bucks? Are people going to turn it down? No, they're not. Fitness is that. So your friends and family want to do it. They just haven't made the mental shift yet. So those people are out there. And if you can find the right people at the right time, and if it's nobody in your close circle, then I would urge you to go out, find a group online, find a group in person and surround yourself with those people because they're going to lift you up. They're going to push you. You're going to push them. And again, like I said, iron's going to sharpen iron. Number three, you got to be active every day. And I'm not saying you have to go do a workout every single day. We've already established that. You're going to do three legit training sessions every week where you're just going to melt your face off. You're going to push yourself. You're going to work as hard as you can work. You're going to do things that you hate. That's part of it. But you have to do something every day. And that can be walking. You guys have heard of it. Pretty simple. Uh, You can do a step count minimum. If it's 10,000 steps, 15,000 steps, 20,000 steps for reference. I am probably at about what my phone's on right now. My watch. Let's see. Um, Today I'm at 15,256 steps and it is about 2.30. Most days I'm about 22,000 steps, some days more, some days less. Now obviously I walk around a lot. I hate sitting on my ass, so yours might be less, but set a a number, 10,000 per day. And you're going to walk for at least 30 minutes a day. And if it's not walking, it's mobility. I'm going to do 30 minutes of stretching, soft tissue work, active recovery, whatever you need to do, work out the kinks, but those things have to be done. So every single day of your life, 30 minutes of some type of activity, 365. Even if it's just walking, that's fine. Listen to a podcast, listen to your favorite music. If you're on a treadmill, you can put on a, you know, put on the office for a half hour and the time just flies by or whatever your favorite show is. Say by the bell, that's so Raven, whatever the hell you're into, who am I to judge? The point is you have to move your body every single day for a half an hour. I don't want to make it super serious here, but it's a gift that you can. You guys have heard me say it before. I'm wearing the t-shirt right now. If you're watching on YouTube, someone else is praying for the things you take for granted. It's the truth. There's people who are in hospital beds who can't fucking move. And they would be you in a heartbeat. Even if you're tired, you're sore, you're stressed, they would still work out because it's an opportunity for them to get up and move and they can't. There's people who are dying and they're in a wheelchair and they're not going to be able to make it. They would trade places with you in a heartbeat if they could just get up and walk and jump and skip. So don't shit on a gift because it truly is one. Because one day you might not have it. And you would just sit there and you'd have so much regret and you'd be so sad and be like, wow, I wasted all these opportunities where I could have got better, where I could have bulletproofed myself to hopefully avoid some of these things. So please just move your body every day in some way, shape, or form. You're wasting your life if you're not. I truly believe that. And again, if your body's beat to shit, you've crushed it, that's fine. Just go through mobility slowly. Foam roll. Go through a type of yoga flow or just go for a basic walk. Swim around your pool a little bit. Just have fun. You know, if you can play sports and do things you like, like basketball or tennis or yoga or golf, that's amazing. 
when fitness is the outcome of the activity, not the goals, when you guys truly become fit. And I believe that. Number four. If you really want to, um, and you get into it, and you found a rhythm, and you found a routine. This isn't even number four. What am I doing? I don't even know how to read. What I would say is this is like three. If that was 3A, this is 3B. Um, if you're in the routine, and you're like, well, Jeremy, I want to be active every day, but I want to give my body a little bit of extra love, and you're really in for uh, for putting in the work, you can throw an additional body part uh, training. So the things in your body that you think are lagging, right, that you really want to work on. Things I like to do, especially on days where, you know, maybe I do mobility for 15 minutes, I do some foam rolling, and I'm like, well, I got 10 minutes left on the clock. I do some body part love stuff. So maybe I just set the clock and I do 10 minutes of walking lunges straight through. And you guys might not be there yet, and that's fine. You might do two minutes or four minutes or six minutes and eventually work your way up. But 10 minutes are just consistent walking lunges, just step by step by step. Is it fun? No. Is it boring? Yes. Is it painful? Yes. It burns, you're sweaty, and you're swearing. But man, talk about what that does for your legs, for the endurance of them for the strength of them, for the integrity of them, it can change everything. And it is amazing what you learn about yourself when you're in the middle of, you know, some deep lunging water. Also could be just 100 pushups, 10 pushups every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. Sounds easy. It is not easy, my friends. It's a great way to build strength of the upper body, the entire shoulder girdle. I love those things. Maybe it's pull-ups. I'm going to do three pull-ups every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. It could be farmer's carries. It could be running hills. It could be pushing a sled. It doesn't matter. You can always throw in the additional body part love in order for you guys to be active every single day. If you have the time, if you don't, don't worry about it. The walks are fine. But if you wanted to kind of level up, those are just simple ideas you could throw into the mix. Now, number four, you got a plan, you got to prep, and you got to buy and cook most of your own food. I think that's key. Um, if you're like me, you're busy, you got a lot of stuff going on, you're going to also have to find a bunch of healthy go-to options um, based on your schedule. And what I would do if I was you, I would write down and kind of map out my day and my week, the night before and kind of the week before it begins. Meaning, I'm not saying you have to plan and prep and cook every single meal, but you should do that for a majority of them if possible. At least like if you're a breakfast person, breakfast is easy. If you're a dinner person and you're at home, I would say dinner too. And you can make things for a couple days. I do things in real time because I think they taste better, but that's me. And then I'm also busy. So there's places around here, obviously in the valley I go to, salad to go is great. Uh, Bowl of greens is great. We have places called Chop Shop, Farm and Craft. There's a lot of these kind of healthy go-to spots that uh, that work and you probably have a lot of them in your community too so you just have to know where they are and when I say you have to think about it and plan it the night before the week before as I go to sleep tonight tomorrow's going to be Saturday and I have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to eat and when I'm going to eat it and that's what I've done for a long time and before that I would write everything down it's just like I do for my work day if you ever come in here and look at my work desk I have all these post-its of kind of little to-do lists of the of the day coming. So the night before I come to and say, okay, I have to get uh, emails done for the day. We have to update Infusionsoft. I need to do two reviews and I have to uh, send Matt a note. And that's what I'll do. It's the same thing with your food. So the night before you're like, okay, I have a work meeting tomorrow. 
I'm traveling here, or I'm home all day, I'm going to eat probably two meals tomorrow, and here's probably what the meals are going to be. You just have a nice outline and an idea, and you commit to something, and you stick to it. It helps. And obviously, if you're at home, and you're planning and prepping and cooking and buying your own food, you have the ultimate control. You have portion control. You know what ingredients are coming in. You bought the food. You kind of own everything. That's the easiest way to do it. And kind of have an idea of what the week looks like and what the days look like inside the week of about how many meals, probably about when you're going to eat them so you roughly know what's going on, which brings me to my next point, number five, tracking the macros. If you've never done it, I think you have to do it to start. That's just my opinion. There's some people who can do... You know, intuitive eating, um, the problem is if your intuition sucks, it really doesn't work. Um, it's like, what is that movie? Was uh, Billy Bob, was it Billy Bob Thornton? And um, oh, what's his name? Stifler? It was, it was Mr. Woodcock, is that the movie? Where like he's the, te- the gym teacher and he uh, Stifler's like the kid and he's like, you should lo- you love yourself unless yourself sucks, something like that, right? It's the same way, like, I totally butchered that, sorry. Uh, it's how we think about uh, intuitive eating, like you're eating like based on intuition and based on feel. That works for some people. That would not have worked for me 10 years ago because my intuition would have been like, well, let's eat pizza and cinnamon rolls and drink 10 beers, and there would not be Jeremy Scott Fitness. It would be Jeremy Scott uh, Diabetes probably. So that works for some. I do think for most people when you start out, unless you have some eating disorder or some like some issues that are going on, I do think tracking macros on my fitness pal, it helps. Uh, trust me. I mean, you get a good understanding of what's actually in food, like what's in a banana, what's in oatmeal, what's in eight ounces of steak, what's in six ounces of tuna. There's an educational piece that comes with that that I don't think can be skipped in order if you're going to be successful long term. I'm just a huge fan of it. For a lot of people here that I've seen be successful, they would track it uh, the night before. And that, those are the people who are very diligent. I've seen people make amazing transformations do that because they're kind of locked in to what they're going to do the next day. So they'll go in like on Wednesday night and they'll say, okay, Thursday I'm going to eat three times. Here's the three meals. They plug in all the food, the calories add up, the macros add up, and they know if they're on track or they know if they're messing up. That's pretty amazing. I think a lot of you would be successful in that as well. Now, is it a little uh, tedious uh, at first? Is it a pain in the ass? For sure. But so is doing split squats. And so is riding an assault bike. But it's just as important, if not more so. And if you guys are confused, well, Jeremy, I don't know. When I say macros, proteins, carbs, and fats, hopefully you're all with me here. Uh, If you don't know what the hell you're doing, we do have a free macro guide we're happy to send you. You can look at it. You can plug in the formulas. And it's at least a good starting point if you have to get a nutrition coach or be part of uh, some kind of, uh, you know, healthy eating nutrition accountability group. I think that's cool, too. But I do think tracking the macros is uh, is crucial at some point, at least to start. I'm not saying you have to do it forever, but if you don't know what's going in and, you know, what's coming out, how can we really, you know, make progress and gauge if we're in a surplus or a deficit if we're talking about gaining muscle or burning fat? So most people who we meet, fat loss is the goal. Not everybody, but a lot of them. And uh, a side note, I'm not telling you, you know, what your goal should be. Uh, that's not up to me. It's up to all of you guys. But with dudes specifically, I hear the term, well, Jeremy, I want to get leaner and build more muscle. 
And I'm like, well, yeah, I get it, dude. I also want to work less and make 10 times more money. It's not going to fucking happen. And that's the way I think about that. You're not going to be able to do both at once unless you are morbidly obese and you've like never trained before, then probably some semblance of that can happen. But short of that, it's, it's not possible. It's just not going to happen. You're going to either have to get bigger or smaller. So you're going to have to eat in a surplus or a deficit. And most people, if you're, uh, if you're a dude and uh, your body fat is like 15, 16, 17, 18, 20%, just focus on getting leaner. Don't worry about trying to get bigger, dude. That's just my two cents. And, and some people can listen to this and say like, oh, fuck you, Jeremy. I'm going to be way bigger than you. That's super cool, dude. I'm not judging. Like you do what you want to do. But I would say if your body fat is that high, just focus on getting leaner. I think that's more important. And the same thing if you're a female and your body fat is, you know, you know, 25, 6, 7, 30, 31%, I would focus on getting leaner, being in a calorie deficit over time. And over time, you're going to get stronger. We can work on, you know, keeping lean muscle tissue and building tissue. That stuff's all great. I just think if you're at a certain body fat level, you're going to be happier being leaner. I really do. Now, obviously, everybody differs and all your goals are different. I'm generally speaking here, if I was a 37-year-old guy who was just working a normal, you know, I sell insurance and I want to be as fit as I can be, that's what I would suggest. You know, become ripped like Rambo and then you can deal with this stuff later because you'll never be the biggest dude anyway. Like, that's never going to happen. You're not going to be Brock Lesnar. Like it's, it's not going to happen. You can be the most ripped dude that you can be for sure. And how much of that extra weight is really going to benefit you in the long run for what you want to do. And again, that comes down to you and your individual goals. Number six, you got to focus on the quality and the intensity of the sessions, not just the length of it. I'm going to say that one more time because a lot of people, uh, they're married to a methodology that is very archaic in the way that they think about training and what they have to do. And I'm not calling anybody out here. Um, these are my opinions, obviously. And, uh, the, the bigger this podcast gets, a lot of people message me and talk a lot of shit. And, uh, I appreciate your comments, even though I didn't ask for them. So really I don't appreciate them, but I read them anyway. And, uh, usually I give you feedback as well, but we get married to our way of thinking. We get married to certain training protocol in life. We do this in general. We get married to a religion of thought and we feel like we can't divorce our mind from it. And I don't know why that is. I'm the first one to admit like, hey, I was wrong. I used to do this. Now I do this. I used to eat this way. Now I eat this way. I used to train this way. Now I train this way. When you know better, you do better, right? Like you update your technology and your thinking. And I think of back squatting in that way, right? Like I'm not against back squatting. But for most people, I don't think it's the best way to squat. I really don't. If I if someone comes in here and there's like, well, Jeremy, I want to get strong and big and whatever the goal. I don't have any of our clients back squat right now. Zero. I'm not saying they never do. I'm not saying that they can't on their own. We give them an option to, but we don't teach them to do it. We don't take them through it because I do not think it's necessary. And I think there's more than one way to skin a cat. And in fact, I think there's much better ways to do it than that. For 99.9% of the people, whether it's split squat, uh, goblet squat, bottom loaded squat, 
uh, if it's a trap bar variation, it's if it's with the pier motion, if it's with uh, step ups, or if it's with lunges, if it's with sled pushes. There's a lot of different ways they can get to the end goal if they're just trying to get their legs stronger, you know, more mobile and build a better base. I don't think they have to be married to the back squat. Now, some people might disagree with me, but I'm pretty sure if you start to look at how people move and feel and the data, it leans towards what I'm saying, especially if we're talking the benefits of unilateral training on, you know, individual legs as opposed to just always, you know, bilateral. But I digress. The long point I'm trying to make is when you focus on the quality of the session and the intensity, not the length of it, that's the key because a lot of people think, well, I, I'm used to work. I worked out for an hour a day, every single day, seven days a week. And I'm like, well, how intense was it? How hard was it? How much effort did you put into it? And is that sustainable for the next 30 years? And the answer more often than not is probably no. It is not sustainable for the long term. Because what we've seen here with our long sessions is A, people stretch them out. There is a ridiculous amount of wasted time. Not everybody. I'm generalizing here. If you have the time and you're happy doing that, respect. Most people don't have the time and they bullshit a huge chunk of those sessions. They really do. They're checking their phones. They're letting their mind wander. They're getting lost for three, four minutes between sets. A lot of shit's going on that has nothing to do with getting fit. And they'd be just as efficient in 32 minutes as they are in 66 minutes, but they're wasting time. And if you're talking about like Metcon, like metabolic training, if you're talking about uh, hit style stuff, if you're talking about like crazy ass Tabatis protocols, those things cannot be done for an hour. It's just not possible. It, it, you'll never make it. You got to bullshit the beginning, bullshit the middle, or bullshit the end, but it's not sustainable. There's no way I could do 60 minutes of metabolic training five days a week. My body would crumble. It would fold like a lawn chair. I've shared my men's health you know, stories of nightmares of filming stuff before. I, I know what's possible for me. And, you know, you guys see what I look like. You see how I move. I like to think I got pretty good genetics. Knock on wood, I've never been hurt. Taking great care of myself. You know, pretty fucking athletic. And even my body couldn't make it through that. So if I'm saying that, and this is what I do for a living, and I live in this place, what is the guy who sells insurance? What is his chance of training that intense, that long, that hard every day, for longevity of his joints, of his tissue, and overall health. It's probably slim to none. So I would focus on shorter, intense workouts that are structured versus the long, boring sessions that are drawn out of just, you know, cardio or the old school, you know, kind of archaic way of uh, training. That's that's my two cents. If you want to go, if you like cardio and you like you like the cardio sessions, what I would suggest is you know, instead of doing an hour on the treadmill walking or 40 minutes walking on the uh, stair stepper, go push the sled for 10 minutes, load that thing up, make it heavy enough and push that thing for 10 minutes nonstop. You'll be dripping sweat. Your body's on fire. And I think bang for your buck, way better investment of time. Want to go something simple? Go step ups. You could be body weight if you want to or grab some light dumbbells and just do step ups for 10 minutes. One minute on this leg, one minute on the opposite leg, and just go back and forth. Again, dripping sweat, body's lit up, way more efficient, way better bang for your buck than spending an hour spinning your wheels or making minimal progress. I'm a huge fan of efficiency. And again, you guys all have lives and probably kids and a family or other interests. This is the most efficient way to do it, to make it sustainable. Because again, 
Do you want to have to keep doing this for hours and hours and hours and then every day, every week? And can your joints handle it? That's the other key. Number seven, this might be the most important uh, of all. You have to make a mental shift um, and commit to your goals. You got to write them down somewhere. And it could be just to yourself at first, which is fine. There's power in that, definitely. Um, if you can make a public uh, declaration, uh, even more so, because yeah, it's embarrassing, obviously, when you fail. Uh, so there is a social pressure there that comes with it. And you don't have to post it on your Instagram or Twitter or uh, you know whatever feeds uh, you guys are into these days. But you got you to gotta tell somebody. You got to throw it out there into the universe. You got it has to become real. If it's just in your head, it's a dream. When you throw it out on the, like paper, like if you're like me, a little, little post-it junkie, um, it becomes more tangible, if you will. And you can you can post it somewhere where you can see it. Maybe it's in your bathroom mirror. Maybe it's in your kitchen on your refrigerator. Uh, it's by your office desk. Whatever you're gonna visually you know roll by and look at it, and and it'll slap you in the face like a reminder. I think that's important. Um, telling your husband, telling your wife, telling some friends, uh, you become committed to it. It's like the way I think about it. Like when I, you know, uh, Heather and I paid our house off, uh, I, I said it on this podcast, I threw it up, um, on emails. I said it to people here and I'm like, you know, we have a goal. We're going to pay off our house by this day and this time. And we did it. I mean, there, there was a social pressure in that where I, finally I'm like, I'm halfway in. I'm like, well, shit, now I got to do it. I told a bunch of people what's going to happen and I'm going to feel like a fraud and an asshole if I don't do it. So I was committed to it. Physical goals and health goals work very much the same. It becomes real, tangible, and then you have a community of people that are checking in, they're asking, they're holding you accountable, even if they realize it or not. And I do think that's a crucial piece of this. But when I say make a commitment... You guys have to commit to a goal and you have to know that it takes time. You have to know that transforming your body, you know, from the inside out, the internal and the external is not going to happen overnight. It's the phrase I use all the time. You've heard me say it. It's a crock pot. It's not a microwave. If it was easy, everybody would do it. If it take, you know, if it takes four weeks, you know, to change, People would do it all the time. If it took just six weeks and you could just, you know, set it on cruise control, everybody would do it, but they're not going to do it. It's a crock pot. It's not a microwave. Great things take time. And you have to commit to doing the things that suck, honestly. You have to be willing to go, you know, deep in your pain cave sometimes in order to accomplish the goals you want to achieve. And I'm not talking about, you know, training to injury or training when you're hurt. I'm talking about doing the things that will probably suck. And I don't try to hide from those. And I talked about this the other day with our guy Jack here in our uh, Sunday Advanced Metcons. We a lot of times let them kind of put the workouts together how they want. Like we give them the program. They come in and we all do the same thing. But we let them kind of break it up how they choose to. And some days we don't. I always try to take the hardest path not the least path of resistance. So if we do something like, uh, we're going to lunge for 300 yards, then do 100 push-ups. Some of the guys will lunge for 50 yards, do 20 push-ups, and they'll break it up that way, which is probably more efficient. It's quicker, uh, and it's faster, and it's definitely easier. What I'll do is I'll just lunge all 300 yards, and then I'll do the 100 push-ups because fuck it. I'm already in pain. It already hurts. It already burns. 
I'm just going to be in there and embrace the suck and embrace the, the hurt of it for all 300 yards, every single step. Your ass is on fire. Your quads are on fire. You can't breathe. You're hot. You're sweaty. You're miserable. But I might as well just commit to being there because that's going to make the biggest change. Even if it's not physically, which I do think it will, it's the mental shift I'm going to make. Because if I can push through that, then I can push through the next thing. And it just kind of bulletproofs not just your legs, which is a lot, but it bulletproofs your mind as well. And that's the key. So if you really want to transform, you really want to make a change, not every workout has to suck. You have to like what you do. You have to enjoy it. It, it has to be fun. There has to be things that you're looking forward to. But sometimes you're going to have to do things that suck. And you're going to have to do the things that you most likely hate the most and most likely need the most. And for a lot of people, if I generalize, let's say dudes here, women tend to be better than guys because they're smarter than us. We're dudes. We're stupid, especially when we're in our 20s. As we get older, we get a little bit smarter. But, you know, being a guy, you're a guy. When I say dudes, you're going to have to do things that suck. Most likely that's mobility. You're going to have to do the things that make your body more mobile, stretching, foam rolling, soft tissue work, taking the body through ranges of motion that are painful, you don't really like, but you're going to be so much better for it. That's the base of transformation. You're committing to it. Maybe it's committing to getting better sleep. Maybe it's committing to food preparation or tracking macros, or maybe that's you actually working on increasing your aerobic endurance. And again, I'm going to generalize here. Guys tend to, you know, veer towards upper body stuff. They like to bench press. They like to do curls, overhead presses, maybe some rows, all the bro shit, right? They don't like to do the things that they're bad at. You know, they don't want to sit and, and rip on the assault bike because it's they can't breathe, their legs burn, they're miserable. You know, they probably don't want to, you know, commit to doing walking lunges. They probably don't want to jump in and do split squats. But, and again, I'm generalizing here. But those are the things, the things that you dread the most and you hate the most that you don't want to do are probably the things you need to be doing the most of. Working on bulletproofing your worst body parts. So the things that are lagging, that are not your strongest, you know, you're not playing to your strengths, you're now working on your weaknesses. And in a lot of things in life, like let's say business or otherwise, we play to our strengths. It's, you know, we, we give up the things that we're bad at and uh, we work on the things that we're best at. We play to the things that we are excelling at to further us in life. In fitness, I'm not saying don't work on the body parts you have a great. So if you have a great chest or a great back, you still work on those things, but they're secondary. You start to invest in the things that are the absolute worst on your body. So if your mobility sucks, you dedicate an amazing amount of time to that. If your legs are weak as shit, you commit to doing split squats multiple times per week. You commit to pushing a sled and doing step ups and really just, again, embracing that pain and that awfulness because that's what's going to make the change and make you better. Again, if it was easy, everybody would do it. But from that pain, from that, you know, uh, you know, sacrifice and dedication of just working on the things we struggle at, that's going to make the biggest change in your body. And not just physically, you guys, but mentally. When you can commit to, you know, being in the suck and you can commit to just like, you know, being in your pain cave and being out there, uh, amazing things can happen. At least that's been my experience. And I think that'll be the same thing for you guys. Number eight on this journey, you got to avoid the extremes. And this is probably one of the biggest ones for people when making a change. And when I say avoid the extremes, it's the comparison stuff. 
you got to just focus on the journey and you got to focus on your journey alone and you have to understand it's a progression and it's going to take um it's going to take time like we mentioned but even on your journey the progression of goals are going to change and they're probably going to elevate along the way but you have to take them as they come you know you have to do one yard at a time you don't need to try to score a touchdown every single workout. You don't have to try to move mountains in a week. When I say you have to look at it as like a progression, right? Look at it as like a, like a football field. It's one yard at a time. You get to a first down. One yard at a time. You get to the next first down. And eventually you score a touchdown. And then on to the next series. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Instead of just trying to do everything all at once. And when I say avoid extremes... Don't look at, you know, Arnold and pumping iron and be like, that's where I'm going to be. That's an extreme, right? Like that's probably not going to happen, at least not up front. So you can't focus on the upper 1% if you're starting from scratch or you're starting from middle of the pack. You have to understand the journey and just take little goals as they come and there's going to be a progression there. And as you get deeper into it, as you get a little bit fitter, you get a little bit stronger, you start to ask yourself, you know, how do I want to progress through this journey? Am I okay with the track I'm on? Do I want to accelerate it? Do I want to kind of, you know, pull back a little bit? Only you can answer that. And that brings me to what I always say, is the juice worth the squeeze? Am I getting to the point where my fitness is stealing my fitness because I'm dedicating so much time, effort, and energy onto it? Or am I staying the course of what I promised myself I would do? And am I on the right track? And it just depends, you know, how much you want to put into it and how much you want to get out of it. But I always say make sure it adds to your life and doesn't subtract from your life. And don't focus on the people on Instagram. Don't focus on people on Facebook or wherever else. Don't look at people like me and say, like, I want to do exactly what he does. I promise you, you don't. I'm an extreme. My wife would come on here and, and I can bring her on tomorrow. She'll tell you the same thing. He's fucking crazy. You don't want to do what he does. Let what he does be a, a, a North Star. Let it motivate you. Let it inspire you. Let it light a fire under your ass. Take the pieces of it that you want, but don't try to do the exact same thing because it's probably not for you. It's an extreme. It's a small progression, one yard at a time, you guys. And so when you're on this journey, don't compare yourself to other people. Just take it as it comes for you. Number nine, we're talking about creating an environment for success everywhere you go, all the time. And we've talked about the groups, uh, your friends, uh, community, uh, a coach. That's part of your environment. But I'm also talking about in your home. You have to create an environment that is conducive to you being successful in your home. And that probably comes with you cleaning out your refrigerator and uh, cleaning out your pantry and starting from scratch and, uh, and filling it with the things that you need to be successful and filling it with the things that you know you need, not the things that you just want. And I'm talking about to eat, and to drink and the proper supplements and the things that are going to make your body look and move and feel the way that you want. You got to fill your house, fill your cupboards, fill your refrigerator, fill your freezer with the things that are going to help you, not the things that are going to hurt you. 
And that goes for the people in your life as well. You got to surround yourself with people who want to be fit, want to be healthy. And I'm not saying it has to be the same level as you. 99% of the people I hang out with have no, no, no intention of being as regimented as I am. And that's fine. They almost all of them to a person. They drink way more than me. Um, they eat shittier food than me. They do way more drugs than I do. Like, but we're still friends. Even with that said, they all exercise. They all try to make good eating choices. You know, they do most things in moderation and they really just are of like mind in spirit and body. And then obviously I have my fitness friends who are fucking lunatics like me. And then obviously we can relate and geek out and talk about the things we talk about. But you have to create an environment where you're going to be successful. If you're always hanging out with people who always want to go to the bar and drink booze and eat shit and not exercise, it's going to be really hard for you to be successful because you're always going to be the odd person out. And not that I don't have friends like that, but we're not hanging out all the time and I'm not surrounded by them 24-7, 365. You have to really create an environment that allows you to succeed in your home, in your place of business, and obviously in the gym and when you're training. That's why I say iron sharpens iron. And you have to really pick your spots with your friends and with your families and with parties. You know, understand, like plan when you're going to cheat and have some treats and kind of map out and manage what you want it to look like. You manage everything else in your life that's important. Probably when your kids go to school, when you pick them up, what sports they have to do. You probably manage your finances. You probably manage some things in your business. You manage your day. It's the same thing here. You really just have to be diligent about, well, if I got three social things coming up, I probably can't eat and drink a lot of shit on my own if I really want to indulge at those parties. So you're just managing it like you manage anything else in your life. I want you to have fun. I want you to go do cool shit and enjoy food and enjoy drink. Life is too short not to. But you have to pick your spots. And you have to understand how much is this going to set me back? Does this fit into my macros? Does this fit into my goals? And how am I best going to go about this and balance my life? That's why I always say, these things have to add value to your life, not subtract from it. And in the same note, where I say have fun and do your thing, you got to be honest with yourself. You know if you've been bullshitting. You know if you've been drinking a little bit too much. You know if you've been eating a little bit too much shit. You know if you've been like lacking on your workouts, you've been skipping them or kind of mailing it in. Only you know that. And at the end of the day, you have to have an honest conversation with yourself. You got to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, am I really doing what's best for me health-wise? You know, is this going to get me to where I want to go in terms of how I look and how I move and how I feel? Is the things I'm doing today putting me on the right trajectory to get to where I want to go? Did I work as hard as I could work today? Am I making the best choice? If the answer is no, that's okay. You can't live in the past. Don't beat yourself up over it. But commit to making a change moving forward. That's why I say commit to doing the things that suck. And we equate that to training. Like, oh, the Versa Climber sucks. You bet your ass it does. And it's hard. And nobody likes it. And we all fucking bitch about it in, you know, one way or another. But we still fucking do it. It's the same thing with you know, watching less TV. For a lot of people, that sucks. And it's hard. And it's a it's a sacrifice. But if it allows you to do more mobility, if it allows you to get to sleep earlier, it's the same thing with food. I think for most people, the biggest sacrifice and the biggest 
thing they give up is the social stuff. Is saying no to some happy hours. Is making a better food choice at a dinner out. Is skipping some drinks at a party. That, for a lot of people, is one of the biggest struggles that, that they have. And that's where I say embrace the suck and just be there and own it. Because a lot of times that's what it takes. I meet way more people who are willing to work out and do terrible training sessions. But they're not willing to give up anything socially. No food, no drink, and they always crack and they always crumble. And they're always going to sell themselves on why they need to eat or drink this. And they'll justify it in the moment. And they never reach their goals and it's what always holds them back. So if that's who you are, that's what I'm talking about in terms of create an environment of success and just really commit to something for once in your life. And you're probably going to have to commit for at least a year, a full year of it. And again, it doesn't mean you can't have fun, but if what you've been doing hasn't been working, I promise you this will make a change. This will be what you need to do to get over the hump. Number 10, I do think you should take some before photos. What I would say is the coolest thing is once a week is probably fine. Just taking a photo, you know, you have it um, every Monday, every Friday. Maybe it's um, before you go to work. It's, uh, you know, after you've woken up to your normal routine, you took a shit, you took a shower, boom, here I am in the buff. Maybe you got, you know, your little bikini shorts on, whatever you're into. I don't know, you rock a singlet, but you take a photo and you have a photo once a week, every week, same time, same day. I do think that is the biggest uh, progression you're going to see when you do it kind of like flipbook style. We had a lady here do it. She lost like 100 pounds in a year and we put all the photos together. It's on our YouTube. You can see it and just flip through it. And uh, it blows your mind because the first like, you know, 15 weeks, it doesn't look like a huge difference. And then by the time you get to week 52 and you put them side by side, you're like, holy shit, this is real. She made a huge commitment and, and a huge change. This is amazing. I would urge all of you guys to do that. And uh, it doesn't got to be the scale. Like there's a lot of stuff. I'm going to talk about this in a second. But I do think a photo becomes real front, back, side, and you can see it over and over, week after week after week. So when you get discouraged and you want to quit, you're like, oh, shit, I have changed a lot. I'm just being my own worst enemy. I'm the harshest critic on myself. I'm not giving myself enough credit for the progress I've made, and now I can see it. And then just move on with your day. And then number 11, if we're going to give you a bonus here. I told you I don't know how many numbers we're doing. Um the last thing I would say is you have to have goals in mind, hard goals and fluid goals. What I mean is goals that are set in stone, ones that are not going to move. They're unshakable. You're committing to them and no matter what happens, you're going to fucking do them. And then the fluid goals are the ones that kind of, they, they shift and they change as your journey changes, as your mindset changes as your body is changing. And I think those are important. And I'm talking about small ones, medium ones, and big goals. So things that are easy to accomplish, maybe on a weekly basis, on a bi-weekly basis, a monthly basis, medium goals every two months, every three months, and then long-term goals, six months, a year, 18 months, two years, things like that. That is key. And I don't know how else you do it other than like being regimented with some of those things. And when I say like a hard goal, you know, I always come back to my physical body is different. I don't, 
I've changed so much over the years. If I take in, in parallel like finances and fitness, which I tend to do, when my goal was to, okay, we're going to pay off our house in 24 months. That was a hard goal. I wasn't going to fucking move. It was going to be that or I was going to die trying. We end up doing it in 14 months because I'm, I'm like John Wick when it comes to things. I'm a man of, you know, focus, commitment, and, and sheer fucking will. And if I could, I would three kill three dudes in a bar with a pencil, but I'm not a serial killer. I'm a fitness person. But I took those same principles and I applied it to this. So I'm like, okay, the long-term goal is, that is a, that's a hard goal, is 24 months, it's paid off, done. And as I got deeper into the journey, I'm like, well, I, and, and things became more fluid and they were changing. I'm like, well, I think we can accelerate it and we can do this, this, and this, and we'll do it a little bit faster. That's what I mean. And as much as it sucks, you know, to, to set these goals and be committed to them, especially when it becomes tiring and it's you're exhausted and you don't want to sacrifice anymore. It's what you have to do. And you're going to be so much better off for it. As much as it sucks to always make the right choice, it's worth it, you guys. I, I promise you it is. And you have to... You have to have fun along the way, but it's also going to have to suck. And as, as much as it blows... To always make the right eating choice, to always make the right uh, training choice, to, to go to sleep on the right time, to wake up when you don't want to wake up. You have to make the suck fun. You just do. And usually that comes with, again, with community and with with, with a group of like-minded, awesome people. Um, you guys can share your ups. You can share your downs. You can share your wins. You can share your losses. You can do that with you know, your gym buddies, your online coaching buddies, uh, your old college friends who are getting fit with you. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your wife. And so I say, as much as it sucks, you got to have fun along the way. And I think that's what we do here, especially with our Sunday people. These workouts suck, man. I hate them. I hate coming in here and doing them. This Sunday, um, I'm traveling, but I'm going to come in here super early. And we moved it up uh, to 7 a.m. on Sunday. Now, who the hell wants to come in here at 7 a.m. on a Sunday and do these terrible face-melting workouts? I don't want to do it, but I kind of do. Like, I hate myself just enough and I'm just sadistic enough to put myself through this torture before I get in a car and hop on the road. And these guys are too. And there is um, there's something to be said about that. There's a certain level of uh, respect I have for people who are willing to do that. They're willing to get up on their free weekend and come in here and push themselves and do things that they're probably not going to do on their own. And that's part of their goals is to commit to this and show up and put in the work. And so again, you guys, I'll leave you with this. As much as it sucks to always make the right choice, it's worth it, man. And you got to make the suck, you know, fun along the way. And again, that usually comes with people and sharing your ups and downs and uh, embracing it with them and being part of a community where iron's always sharpening iron. So if I was a person sitting at home, working a normal job, and I was an average Joe looking to turn into Rambo, these would be the 10 things that I would throw into my life, 10 or 11 or however many I really shared here. My numbering system is um, awful, but I'm awful at math. So here we are. Uh, I think you guys would be really best served to do all of these things. And if you're doing some of them now, 
Throw in the ones that you aren't. I think it can make a huge difference in your life over the course of the next year if you're really trying to make a transformation in your physical body uh, and mentally as well. And that's, again, why I love fitness because there's a lot of things we do mentally that can change the physical body, and there's a lot of things in the physical body that we're doing that change us mentally. They play off each other. There's a beautiful you know, yin and yang and synergy to that where you push through a workout physically but mentally you did as well. And then you learn and you build this confidence in yourself to where, again, you, you feel like you're Chuck Waddell and you can just kick the shit out of anybody in the world. It's pretty cool. Like you feel like Mike Tyson, like you're the world champ, or you feel like Rambo or insert whatever person um, you feel is a badass. But that's what you become. When you can go into a training session, when you can start to transform your body, and when you change it physically, you also change it mentally and you change it emotionally. And if you're a spiritual person, there's something that comes with that too. Especially if you ride the assault bike for a minute for max calories, there is a spiritual uh, experience that happens there where your soul leaves your body for a little bit and a little bit of you dies and never comes back. But uh, it changes you uh, most definitely. And so that's all part of this journey too. So hopefully you guys got something from this. Hopefully it gives you a nice blueprint if you really want to make a change. And if you've been you know, admittedly kind of dragging ass and not giving it your all and not really pushing yourself. Let's fucking do it, man. Let's start pushing yourself and see what you can really accomplish at 42 years old, at 51 years old, at, at 26 years old. Because um, you don't want to look back in your life and have regret. And uh, I'm going to share one other thing with you uh, before I let you go. There's a lot of things that happen on the journey, even if you can't see it, right? So when I say transformation, obviously, we're going to talk about physical stuff. I'm a fitness person. I still share all these bullshit, you know, shirtless workouts and things we have to do for business and to get people to see us. And I'm happy to help you guys. And But if we're not talking about just the vanity, right? What happens when you transform? You start to improve your mental health when you train consistently. You start to obviously improve your physical health. Everything's going to get better. Range of motion, strength, endurance. But you improve your emotional health as well. Uh, Obviously, you're going to gain some strength. You're going to gain some aerobic endurance, most definitely. Uh, Muscle growth will happen. Fat loss, obviously, you know, happens. But you have a better sense of self-worth, I think, when you start to invest some sweat equity into things and transform and change. You have a better body image. Obviously, you have a better mental image of yourself. Your quality of life increases. Obviously, your mobility, your flexibility, your relationships change with yourself, with your spouse, with the people closest to you. And uh, your relationship changes with fitness and with health. You start to enjoy uh, exercise. You start to enjoy eating right. That's a lot of changes that come with transformation that don't have as much to do with uh, just the physical body. And the reason I touched on that for a second about uh, you guys not, you know, regretting things, you don't want to look back in your life saying, you know what, I really could have been fit. I could have hiked that mountain, I could have done a an Ironman, I could have done this, but you know what, I just was a lazy ass and I mailed it in. Don't be that because Regret is sad to see, especially in older people. And if you're lucky to get old, and maybe you don't. And I don't want to get super serious for a second here, but I'm going to. Uh, I saw this posted today right before I got on the podcast, and I wanted to share it 
Because I think it's real. And I think a lot of times we, we take our gifts for granted. We bitch and whine and complain about really stupid things that don't matter. And we don't really reach our full potential because of it, because we let a lot of bullshit infiltrate our brains. And I'm not sure who wrote this, uh, but it's deep. And it goes, and I quote, every minute, someone leaves this world behind. And we're all in line without even knowing it. And picture a line right now, like a long single file line, like at TSA or at the airport as you're, you're waiting to check in. And we never really know how many people are ahead of us. That's how long the line is. We cannot move back in the line. We cannot step out of line. We cannot avoid the line. So while we're in it, make moments count. Make priorities. Make the time. Make your gifts known. Make a nobody feel like somebody. Make your voice heard. Make the small things big. Make someone smile. Make the change. Make love. Make up. Make peace. Make sure to tell your people they're loved. Make sure you have no regrets. Make sure you're ready. Because eventually, we're all out of here. We're all going to drop dead. It's going to be over for all of us. And even if this health and fitness thing didn't extend your life for a day, I promise you it will drastically improve the quality of the days you're here. Because being fit, being healthy, being happy, being confident in your own skin is super cool. It's probably one of the most badass fucking things there is. And on the flip side, being super obese, being immobile, feeling like shit, not wanting to move, being embarrassed the way that you look and move and feel is probably one of the worst things there can be. It's like being a prisoner in your own body. Nobody wants to do that. So if you're in control and you're in control of what you eat, what you drink, how you sleep, how you train, this is your time to take control and really make the most of it. So again, if you've been bullshitting yourself, take these 10 things, put them into play, and let's start making a badass transformation today. Again, thank you guys. I appreciate you as always. Again, if you want to join the Sunday Advanced Metcon, the link's in my Instagram bio now. you got about 30 hours to hit me up. I can give you a podcast discount code. And again, if you guys are looking to make a better food choice, get better things into your life uh, in terms of micronutrients, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, your supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one hook you guys up. Again, I take it every day. I never miss and I would not talk about it this much and work with them if I didn't believe in it the way that I do. I think it can help you just as much as it's helped me, if not more so. So hit me up for a free pack. Otherwise, get all the free stuff on the site. So um, I might get Heather on the podcast tomorrow. We'll see. I got a lot of stuff going on, but I want to come to you guys today because I got a busy weekend of things going on. But uh, if I can get her on, obviously... We'll drop some knowledge bombs for you guys as well. But put these things into play, you guys. I promise you can make a difference in your life if you really want to make a change. It just takes you consistently doing it little by little by little. But if you can stack enough of these good things on top of each other each day, the compound effect will be real. One day you'll wake up and you'll go from average Joe to Rambo. It won't happen overnight, but it can happen over a period of time. And so anything else you guys want to hear or see from me, 
comment uh, on Apple Podcasts. If you guys are there, obviously drop me a five-star, leave a couple of comments. I truly would appreciate it. It would mean the world to me. And uh, share this with a friend or family member who is looking to make a change or needs to make a change or wants to make a change. This could be the thing to light the fire under their ass and get them moving. So I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you for watching on YouTube. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.